Hello once again, everybody. I am the Common Sense American, and we are on the verge of another year. And I thought about doing sort of a year in review, but frankly, I think that's just too damn depressing, so I'm not going to do that. I think we all know what happened in 2020. Uh, just as a brief recap, obviously, the coronavirus or COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, I've done several shows on that already. I'm not going to recap. Uh, if you want to hear my thoughts on that, please just feel free to scroll back through the list and uh, pick one. Uh, it's my general uh, feeling that, uh, first of all, it's not a hoax. It obviously exists. Um, I don't believe it was released intentionally by the Chinese. However, I do believe it certainly came from China. Um, and in general, the way we handled it is just appalling and has shown that uh, Americans have very little spine and backbone and are willing to just completely fall over at the slightest push from, from government or, or authorities. Um, bottom line is uh, we were willing to wreck our economy for something that has a 99% uh, survival rate. And if that's the case, then A, government has become much too intrusive, much too large, much too authoritarian in the fact that they, they can do this. I mean, we've seen governors going to, to court because uh, it's very clear to citizens and lawmakers especially that they overstepped their bounds and abused their authority, and many of them did, and no surprise that basically all of them are Democrat, uh, who have become the party of power and control. And I've spoken about that as well. I'm not going to go too much into that. Uh, obviously, the presidential election, and we can, uh, you know, we can recap that all we want. There are going to be a lot of people out there who will always say that the election was stolen, that um, the the mail-in voting just screwed everything up, that there's a lot of evidence of, if not fraud, at least incompetence, and just general electronic mayhem on the part of, uh, you know, the counting machines and all of that and uh, counting being outsourced to other countries and not enough identification on ballots and illegals voting and just um, uh, in general just a, a colossal mess. And I don't doubt that there was a mess. I, Because it was so close, I do question the results given the amount of evidence that we have that shows that Trump very likely could have won this and maybe should have won this. Um, there may be more investigations in the future that will shed more light on this. Um, but as I have said in the past, well, we, I, I don't care. I know I'm going to take flack to this, but I'm not here to make friends among Republicans and conservatives. I'm certainly not here to make friends among the left, but I'm here to speak independently. And the bottom line is we, we need to move past this. We need to let this go. It is starting to become a little embarrassing. It's starting to, I mean, anybody who thought for even a second that Vice President Pence was going to entertain the notion of... Uh, exercising that that right, I believe it's the Twelfth Amendment. I, I could be wrong. The the one that says that you know he has the power to overturn results. Uh, anybody who thought for a second that he was going to do that is too far gone down the right wing rabbit hole. Um, that was never going to happen. It took about nine seconds for his lawyers to say he never even considered doing that. And, and honestly, he nor should he. The the bottom line is, if he does that, he becomes. Um, a massive pariah. And and the problem is if if Trump's team hadn't been, you know, 0 for 33 or 1 for 34 or something like that in, in his in court battles across the country, and cases were at least being considered and there was a lot of um 
ambiguity in terms of those outcomes. If that had been the case, then I would have been a little more likely to consider such uh, dramatic possibilities. But there's nothing to go on here. Uh, whether you believe these rulings and results or not, the bottom line is they're all pointing in one direction. And the, all the authorities on, on the face of the earth are basically saying we just don't have enough here to say that Biden didn't win. Um, and I, I would like also to remind people in terms of how voting was done and the counting and all of that, so much of it was done overnight, so many people pulling all-nighters, and and so much of it obviously shifting in Biden's direction because so much of that was the, the, the mail-in vote. So many people who did mail-in vote voted for him. Um, and I said before the election that that was going to happen. I said, you know, be careful of thinking that if Trump is out in the lead, that that's good, that we're, we're good to go, because they're going to count the ballots that came in by mail last, and they're going to be 70-80% Biden. And just don't be surprised if his lead evaporates, and that's exactly what happened. Now, to that extent, I wouldn't have predicted. I mean, you know, Trump was ahead, I think, 16 percentage points in places like Pennsylvania. He was ahead by 10 or 11 in Michigan. Uh, other states, I mean, he was ahead by a lot. So much so that it does seem unlikely that he could lose such a lead. It would be unprecedented. Usually with leads like that, presidents would never lose that lead in, in history. But we've also never seen an election like this. We've never had so many millions and millions and millions of mail-in votes that were counted after. So we always have to consider that as well. Um, and this sort of leads me to my New Year's resolution part of this show, uh, for my part, and for maybe for all of us. When this happened, I... I, I we all need to be sure of election integrity. I did an entire show about the importance of election integrity and that if that falls apart, uh, citizens will rebel and they will, or, or they will retreat. They will not take part in future elections because they don't believe in election integrity. They don't believe that their vote is secure. They don't believe that the system works. And when that happens, democracy basically crumbles. So it's very important that we investigate all these allegations fully, that we get to the bottom of all of these uh, suspicions and come up with something. We can't ignore these. You know, if the courts keep dismissing the case, it's fine, but we still need to investigate. Well, beyond Inauguration Day, just keep doing it. We need to come up with more of this. That needs to continue to happen because... We need to know what happened. We need to have every right to have all the, the information before us, and we don't have it yet. And there's a lot that still needs to be explained to all of us. Um, and that needs to happen. However, when this happened, the darker underside of, of right-wingers rose to the surface. And I've said before, I'm not a Republican. I'm not a conservative. I'm sort of a blend of libertarian, Republican, conservative... I'm an, I'm an independent, and there's a reason for that. Uh, as much as I will never, ever be a Democrat, I just can't ever see that happening, I, I'm reluctant to be a Republican and have been for a variety of reasons, and reasons we've seen in recent weeks and months. And I'm reluctant to ally myself with extremists. And unfortunately, I'm seeing a lot of that shift, especially on social media. You know, the... The, the sky is falling mentality, which we always accuse Democrats of doing and doing to us, especially during the pandemic, this doom and gloom thing. We're basically doing the same thing with the Biden administration. We're basically saying the world's going to fall apart. The country's going to 
be going to fall apart and die because of Biden. Uh, all our rights are going to be uh, screwed up. And I, Look, I did a podcast a couple weeks ago about why we shouldn't be scared of Biden, why he is exactly who we always thought he was, which is basically ineffectual, borderline incompetent, but so long as he keeps at least some of his brain capacity, he's going to really not be able to do very much as president. And as a very important side note, the true progressives, the socialists, the far left whack jobs, they don't like him. They don't like him for good reason. They don't like him. And because he is not willing to implement their crazy policies. He just isn't. He said several times that he's not going to. He's not going to use his executive authority to pass all these executive orders right out of the gate that these far left whack jobs want him to pass. And they don't like him for that. They don't like the fact that he's proving to not be as uh, capable of being manipulated as they thought he was at least out of the gate. Now, we all should worry about him slipping uh, as time goes on. This is a four-year thing at the at a minimum here. That's the point of the presidency. And he, at some point, it gets to where his handlers and his managers are running him more than he's running himself. Then we have a bit of a problem because those are all very far-left individuals. And if Kamala Harris is more left than Biden ever was. So that is cause for some concern. But we cannot keep saying, you know, oh, that's it, our America's dead if Biden takes presidency. There's there's no reason for that. That's a reactionary uh, result of uh, disappointment and disbelief in a, in a Trump loss. And we, we really have to be better than that. We have to be bigger than that. We have to understand that so many of the problems faced in this country, Trump couldn't do anything about and no president can do anything about. They're so deeply entrenched that the administration, the current administration, whatever it is, can't fix it. Uh, the idea that uh, he is somehow going to exacerbate things, I suppose, is possible. But let's face it, the major issues we didn't really fix in the past four years. They only got worse. Racism has just spiraled out of control. Or the racism movement, let's say. I mean, I will add right here that the only people on the face of the earth that right now can be accused of being racist are white people. The only people that can be oppressors are white people. And the only people that you can make fun of and mock and make and uh, it's flat out attack verbally and even physically down the road are, yeah, they're all white people. It, the, all the people who are, you just had in San Francisco, you have it all over the country, but you have it especially in the liberal cities and states. You have plenty of aid and support and special programs going out for female-owned, black-owned, everything-whatever-owned business so long as they're not white. You have a much better shot of getting into higher universities if you're not white. You have a much better chance of getting a job, uh, especially with one of the higher-profile companies, if you're not white. Because... If, it, white people have no recourse. They can't run to the labor, labor board and say, I was hired because of racism. Every other race can. White people could never do that. Uh, you're going to see, and you're already seeing it, uh, a rise in unemployment and a rise in, uh, in prisons of, of, of white people in general because they're the only ones who are being oppressed in this country right now, and that is only continuing. And the idea that there's some sort of systemic racism, that there's somehow still a white privilege, is beyond idiotic. I dare somebody to watch television for one hour and find me something that doesn't have a black person in it. Go ahead, I dare you. Find a commercial that doesn't have a person of color in it. Go ahead. Now find me a show, a book, a movie, anything that doesn't that has all white people in the cast. Go right ahead. I dare you. You won't find one, while at the same time, you will find plenty that have no white people. 
This is not equality. This has nothing to do with it. I'm for equality. I'm for all of being colorblind. That is not what is being foisted upon us. That is one of the bigger problems that's hitting us. Who is president isn't going to change that. That falls to the media, education, and entertainment. And that's what's causing the problem. Those are the true, true pillars of power in the society. And that's the only thing we, we, we have to stop. So one of the resolutions for me and for all of we need to calm down. We need to understand that uh, how we're coming across is exactly how Democrats want us to come across reactionary, violent. We condemned leftists for taking to the streets and looting and burning and all of that. And I see people calling for exactly the same thing just because, you know, they think Democrats stole the election. That is, we're not, that doesn't make us any better. You might say we have more evidence, we have more reason, and, blah, and we're defending our country. And you say that all you want. Bottom line is you're willing to break the law and potentially hurt innocence because you believe you're right. It's no different. It just isn't. Wh whichever side has more evidence, there's there's no reason for that and, and, and no excuse for it and no rationale to properly defend it. So that is, I think, uh, a resolution that we all need to accept for the coming year. You want to change things, you change from the inside out, you change things legally and civilly. And yes, I know. That election uh, integrity is a big deal, and how the heck can we change things if we keep getting cheated out of seats and all of that? Well, that is a question. We need to retain the Senate, that's for sure. We better hope those we win at least one of those seats in, in Georgia. If not, it could be a problem. Uh, but for the time being, there is no reason to freak out. We need to not keep playing into Democrat hands. That, that's something we need to do. Because it all it does is prove their arguments for them. We, we, we make their arguments for them when we do that. They basically, they're accusing us of being, you know, just Bible-thumping, gun-toting Neanderthals. Why would we continue to play into that? Why? That's not doing us any favors. We know that there are plenty of right-wing individuals who are not that at all, who use their brains, who don't immediately resort to violence in the Second Amendment to protect everything they think they need to protect. That, you know, we, we have to go beyond that. And, and as another side to this, the other resolution that I am going to make that we all need to make. This is, a, this is a big one. Stop just reading the news that you want to read and pretending that it's all real and all accurate while all the news you don't like is all fake news. It's very childish. That's very, that's like an eight-year-old. And again, we've accused Democrats of doing the same thing where they only listen to CNN and MSNBC and all, and all the mainstream, but they don't listen to anything else. And because of that, they only think one way and they won't entertain any notions from the other side because of it. We're doing the same thing if the only thing we read are the far-right publications. And if you think they're not biased and if you think they're, they're not inaccurate, you're out of your mind. They are. Trust me, they are. I've worked for some of them. I, I, know how, I know how this all operates. I know all of it from the left to the right to the middle. problem is we just don't have a lot of really objective news sources because they know one side has an audience, the other side has an audience, and they have to cater to that audience in order to make money. Unfortunately, objectivity doesn't make money. Riling people up always makes money, whether it's the right or the left, and they're both doing it. Whether, you know, it's just, it's just going to happen. You don't really believe that everything you read at something like, you know, Gateway Pundit or Breitbart is all accurate and true, and everything you read on CNN is false, right? I mean, you can't possibly be that stupid. And hopefully, you, my problem is, is that you really do believe that just because you like it, it has to be right. And if you don't like the news, it has to be wrong. Again, a child's mentality. We have to push past that. Look at both sides. 
trace the sources. Be as accurate as possible. Try to find the real truth regardless of who's reporting. That's a big one. That will set us apart from everyone else who is just crawling around in the muck and saying, see, I told you so, I told you so, when somebody jumps up on, you know, on Hannity or something and freaks out about it. I mean, the, the only way they get the left really gets a handhold on us is when we do this, is when we go too far, is when we basically become hypocrites and do exactly what we accuse the left of doing, which is only looking at certain news uh, publications and only believing those and believing them 100%, never questioning them. We got to stop that. Just, you, you can't believe that everything that comes out of a, of a right-wing publication is accurate just because you want it to be or just because you're like, oh, see, I knew I was right. They very often don't source well. They very often way over-exaggerate. They, uh, they amplify. They add emotion. It's exactly what the left does. Only the right does it too. And we have to find a happy medium. And we have to believe in that and push forward on that as a resolution. Try and find objectivity in news reporting and reward it by frequenting those sites or those channels that we think really are objective. We have to do this. Otherwise, we're just going to continue to descend towards civil war because we have two sides, two very distinct sides of the media whipping everybody up into a frenzy. And the only reason that's happening is because they're all reading one thing and believing one thing and refusing to believe anything else. That has to stop. That has nothing to do with being open-minded and mature. we got to knock that off. Uh, for me, I, I think also I will add that um, it's one of those times where I'm feeling the need to get out again. It's not just because of the pandemic, but uh, as time goes by, I feel like I just I need to get out of this. I work from home. I, I don't. I, I sort of I live in a very uh, rural area. I, I have no interest in uh, sticking around and doing nothing. Uh, I want to see more of the world, and so I plan to travel at the end of towards the end of uh, 2021. Uh, after hopefully, after much of the pandemic insanity has died down, I might need a vaccine to travel internationally. If that's the case, I might have to bite the bullet and do it. I just want to get out of here. Um, I, I do intend to go to Norway for a month. I will work from there. And I have a beautiful place on a fjord that I have booked that's right on on the water and I, I, I'm looking forward to it. It's a long way off. Anything can happen, but I just want to take the shot and I urge everybody to do the same thing. I, I took a month in Ireland a couple years ago. It was absolutely glorious. A, another reason why I want to do it again, another month-long adventure where I can explore another country because it's very important. It really alters your outlook and it's really relaxing. It was very cleansing for me uh, to get the hell out of here. You realize just how stressful and contentious this country has become and you get away from all that when you go outside this country you really do um and, so, and it's really necessary so I, I would advise you know if you've never been out of the country i i would recommend it just give it a try pick somewhere to go and go um definitely that also uh our health is a major concern as the pandemic has proven i did a whole show on the fact that the pandemic has exposed the one big issue in this country is that we are an absolutely atrocious physical and mental condition, it would not have decimated a society that is a lot healthier than we are. We all know that underlying factors, that pre-existing factors, are the cause of major problems with COVID or any virus. And not to mention the fact that our healthcare system will remain broken if we can't find a way to be a lot healthier than we are. So I know this is a very common uh, New Year's resolution, but I think everybody needs to step out and 
just go to the gym, buy a, a, a machine, anything to try and improve your, your um, mental and physical capacity in both ways. You know, do puzzles, um, try and be a little more intellectual if, you're, if you haven't been so in terms of your reading, uh, in terms of your entertainment. Just try new things, branch out, get your brain working, get your mind working, get your body moving. And I mean on a daily basis, this whole sitting around staring, the other thing the pandemic proved is that Americans become the laziest group of humans alive. Pandemic hit, everybody just stayed home, put on 35 pounds and did absolutely nothing but stare at a screen. That is not only embarrassing and humiliating, it's scary. We got to knock that off too. So and do whatever. That's I, I, that's always been my resolution. I continue to do that. Um, I, I work out five days a week anyway. Um, I have a resting heart rate that's not much higher than my age. It's in the mid-40s. But I work very hard to get to that point. I work very hard to you know have a, a body fat percentage of 7%. And um, uh, this is why I, I, I'm, I'll climb a mountain if I, if I want to because I can I did so in Ireland, I might do it again in Norway. I bike everywhere. I don't even rent a car. It saves a lot of money when I'm, when I'm overseas. It's, it, it, all these doors open up when you're in very good condition and you're always ready and able to, to step out and explore this world on our own two feet. And the more that we do, and the, not to mention the fact that we always feel much better. Uh, feel It amazes me that people don't want to really get fit because they think it's going to you know, it's going to be a little painful. It's going to be hard. Yeah, well, you can say that, but at the same time, uh, if you reach your goals, you will feel better every single day of your life. Every single second of every single minute of every single hour of every single day, you will feel 25 times better. You will feel human. You'll feel strong and capable. And that is something that it cannot be compared to. That is something that you will always want for the rest of your life once you have it. You have no idea how good you can feel if you've never really been in good condition. And yeah, it's going to be hard, but you can do it. Anybody can do it. And by the way, it's just a matter of cutting calories and moving more. That's it. No trendy diet fads, which are all by default useless, because as soon as you go off them and go right back to the way you're eating, you put it all back on again. Eat better, eat less, move more. That's it. It, it is a formula that has worked from the dawn of time and will continue to work if you stick to it. Um, so there's that. Uh, and lastly, I will add that uh, one other resolution we should probably have is that we should be just less on a hair trigger to react to people that have different views than us. We keep coming down on Democrats for being violent and hostile and calling us names and not listening and basically acting like kids. We cannot do the same thing. The other side is something to say and they're civil about it and respectful about it. Then we need to listen as they need to listen to us if we are civil and respectful. This is what we need to come back to, civilization, because we seem to have left it behind somewhere in the past few years or in the past few decades. It has been falling a sharp rate for a long time. It's freaking scary. And we need to get back to being a civilization as opposed to pigs rolling around in the muck, literally fighting with each other every day. This is not going to lead us anywhere good. We need to use our brains again. I know it, you know, sounds cliched. I know it sounds even pompous. I don't care. We need to do that. Or we're just going to continue to regress as a society. And that's it for this week. 
I hope 2021 is monumentally better than, than 2020. Uh, everybody, please take my words to heart. I, I'm, I have no real requirements for saying them. I'm just trying to be helpful. Uh, I'm trying to be observant. That's all I really want to be. Um, and we will look forward to a much better year next year. If you want to subscribe, feel free. No ads, always free. Just one short show a week. Share with your friends and family. And uh, I certainly always appreciate the listen. And I will see you again next week in 2021. Thank you.